Hey, what's going on, everyone? Trevor here from the Formula Podcast, ready to bring you part three with documentary filmmaker Vanessa McNeil. If you haven't listened to the first two parts of this interview, check out the show notes for links to those. You want to check those out before you listen to part three. In part three, Vanessa shares her advice for people who are looking to overcome some type of adversity in their lives because you know she's had uh, a lot of experience working with people who were victims of sex trafficking and even in her own life she's had to come overcome a lot of adversity herself so she gives some great advice and really lays out a path for people to to really uh, even if it's on a small scale to to work through some some difficult things really excited to share part 3 with you but uh, let's hear from our sponsors real quick before we get this thing started the formula podcast wouldn't be possible without some uh, some pretty awesome sponsors that are willing to to support the show so the first sponsor has been with us for quite some time that's lady boss they provide women's workouts and health supplements to help women live healthier lives. Now, if you're interested in checking out any of their workouts or their supplements, go ahead and head to theformulapodcast.com and check out our sponsored products page. Now, our second sponsor just got started with us here recently. That's Liquid Web. Now, if you've listened to any of our episodes with like Adrian or Ketsu or anybody that's doing any type of drop shipping or e-commerce, Liquid Web has some e-commerce solutions to help you get a store up and running ASAP. And they were uh, willing to actually give 33% off to people who listen to the Formula Podcast. So when you go to liquidweb.com and check out their products, make sure and type in Formula 33 when you check out to get 33% off. Big thanks to them for for hooking us up and uh, keeping this show rolling. That's all from our sponsors. Now, let's do this thing. Okay, so we've we've talked about a lot of stuff. uh, And I, I didn't know this before we sat down, but you're working on a book now. I am. I'm very excited about it. It's called Journey Marcy's. And it's a self-help book told in form of a memoir. So my story. And it it tells my story, but it talks about how I was able to get to a place of healing. And I did that by practicing compassion and mercy. So that's like the essence of the book. Um, And it basically tells us there's like different steps, Mm -hmm. like acknowledging um, like First, acknowledging what have we experienced, how has it impacted and affected our, our lives, mm-hmm. and let's just like sit in that. Let's not like gloss over that. Like let's sit in it, and then you know other steps are um, compassion, not just for the other person, but for ourselves. Because um, my whole life I spent like was self sabotaging and injuring myself yeah. because other people injured me. Yeah. And so um, compassion, um, mercy. Um, that's another step. And then the last step is forgiveness. And um, once again, that happens on a number of different stages and processes over time. Um, So I'm so excited about the book. And um, hopefully by the time everyone watches this, we'll have a publisher and we'll have a release date. (laughs) But I I think that it'll be a breath of fresh air for people. I think it'll be a tangible... um, not just a story, another sad story, but just like here's how you find um, peace and healing and forgiveness in your life. Yeah. The uh, the first point you made about you said sitting in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's <clears throat> I think that is for for me whenever I yeah whenever I make a mistake or something happens or a traumatic experience takes place or I'm 
you know, frustrated, feeling whatever, feeling upset about something, spending that time to sit and think. And I use a journal usually, mm -hmm. and like go through it. It's usually one of the most beneficial things I can right? possibly do. But it's also, I also avoid it like the plague because yeah. I know it's going to be painful. Right. So I, can ima I can't imagine how much, how hard it would be for someone to sit and do that. Uh, what advice do you have for someone to just take that initial step to spend that time alone, whether it's with a journal or just thinking about um, their, tra their traumatic experience? You have to do the hard work. Like you, a lot of people walk to the well of healing, but they don't drink from it because it's so hard. That's why people, um, like the, the avoiding behaviors, like turn to alcohol, turn to drugs, turn to sex, turn to whatever that may be to cover up. Like that's a symptom of a bigger issue mm -hmm. um, because it w it's easier to do that than sit in it and ruminate with that. Um, so the advice that I would give is that you have to do it. You have to do the hard work. Time doesn't heal. Like that is the most BS thing I've ever heard yeah. because if you don't do the work, it will never go away. Yeah. If you never do the work, it won't get easier. Um, sure, time will create distance between that and the, you know, you now and the incident, but that doesn't change it. Yeah. Like people have to know that they're responsible for their own life and their healing. And if they want that to be changed, then they have to do it themselves. Right. Like no other person or nothing can do that for you. It's like you work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like time plus work equals. Totally. Yeah. Time <laughs> and work. Yeah. So do it over an extended period of time and then healing takes place. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what was the second step that you said? Compassion. Compassion. So walk me through that. So you've, you've got this information now. You've kind of been processing things. Um, walk me through compassion. So compassion for yourself and others. So for others, you're going to step into their suffering mm -hmm. and ask yourself, why would they do what they did to injure me? Mm -hmm. And you might not even have the answer or the right answer, but just kind of brainstorm and say, like, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. So what happened in their life for them to injure me? Yeah. Um, and compassion for yourself for all the things that you might have done to deter where you want to be, because we all do that in various, various ways. Self-destructive behavior. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And and still sitting in that and acknowledging that and then having mercy. Yeah. So mercy is basically not doing what you could have done to that person. You know, whether that be your your boyfriend or your husband cheated on you and you could have burned down their house or whatever <laughs> that may be. Yeah. Like have mercy on them, not because they're deserving of it, yeah. but because you deserve peace. Yeah. Um, and mercy uh, wouldn't be mercy if someone deserved that. Yeah. Um, and then you get to forgiveness yeah. and that's just, that's like freedom that's overcoming that's, um, with all of those steps combined, being able to say, I'm going to let go of this. It doesn't say that it was okay. It doesn't mean that it will never hurt, mm -hmm. but it's like letting go and that's being free and not thinking well, what would have happened if it didn't have happened or yeah. wishing it would have, could have, should have, would have all of those things like, nope. You're letting go of all of that and you're finding freedom. Yeah. And that formula in my brain leads to healing. Okay. So when, when you say forgiveness, my, my 
I instantly go to like, oh yeah, well now it's okay, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of other people go, even yeah, though totally. I even though logically I know that's not what it means. And then I'm like, well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that, right? No. So, what what do you say to those people that are like, well, I don't want to forgive them because that means it's either like you you covered it a little bit that it's either okay or I have to have this person in my life again. Yep. Um, what do you say to those people? Forgiveness is not reentry. Yeah. Because I forgave you doesn't mean that it's so. Just because I forgave you doesn't mean that it's okay. And that definitely doesn't mean that I have to have you in my life. If it's not healthy for me, then it's not for me. And I think that's where you have to, what you have to tell yourself. Um, I forgive my perpetrators, not because it was okay, but because I deserve the peace and the happiness. And to be in a place in my life where I don't have to constantly relive what I've gone through. Mm -hmm. And some of that will still happen. Yeah. Um, like I said, the forgiveness will just come and it will go and you have to do it over and over again. But um, it's it's not reentry. It's not saying it's okay. It's just granting yourself release yeah. um, and like a pardon, yeah. essentially. And this is maybe a bit of a difficult uh, question, but... I love hard questions. When those... I'm assuming <laughs> this has happened to you because a lot of these people are family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, when... They want forgiveness from you and they want to re-enter your life and you don't want that. How do you handle it? I've had to experience that several times. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just once again remind myself that it's forgiveness isn't re-entry. So if it's not healthy for me, if that relationship isn't serving me, then I have to cut the ties. Mm -hmm. And I think that in this society, we've created like just because you're family with someone that you have to have a relationship with them. And that's not true. If it's not healthy for you, if someone is injuring you, then you don't have to to take that. You choose your friends. Um, And if your friend wronged you, you would cut the ties. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't choose my family, but if they're hurting me, then they're no longer in my life. And there should be no guilt and shame around that um, because I operate in a way of health. And if it's not healthy for me, then it will be removed. Yeah, and it sounds like values as well. It's, yeah. it's, if they, you know, if they respect your values, then, you know, then it's, it's like a, it's a healthy relationship. Totally. But once that respect for some, your values goes away, it's kind of like, well, they're also, by not respecting your values, they also have made the choice to, mm-hmm. you know, not be in your life, whether they're family or friends. Oh, totally. Yeah. And the, a big question that I ask myself if, is if they weren't my aunt or my sister, or my whomever, what I want them in my life. If they weren't family, would I want them? And the answer is no sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough though sometimes. I ima- or, Well, not sometimes. I imagine it's tough all the time when you have yeah. to make those choices or have those conversations. It is. What advice do you have for someone who's has to, who has to have that conversation with someone? And they're like, they're like man, uh, this relationship is really toxic for me and I need to end it. How do I, how do they do it? I think that the process of getting there is difficult. It reminds me of like how hard it is to go to the gym, but once you're there, you never <laughs> yeah, regret going. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I work out sometimes. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, so I think that it's similar to that. It's it's a lot of work, but it once again, like you're in charge of your life. If you want something to be different, that's up to you. Um, and you have to make those active decisions to get to a place of health, mm-hmm. just yeah. like going to the gym. 
I feel like that kind of covers a lot of a lot of the, the big questions yes. that I have. I have a few smaller, easier ones sure. that uh, I usually try to ask everyone. So the first one would be, you know, do you have a you have a favorite book or mm. most impactful book that you've read? Yes, I love Anatomy of the Spirit by Dr. Carolyn Miss. I've never heard of that one. Oh, it's life. I <laughs> feel um, so. The book basically talks about how our experiences, how our trauma, how our feelings manifest into different physical ailments Mm -hmm. um, or physical concerns that we have in our body. And she basically just, you know, acknowledges that and then talks about how we release those feelings. It's really, really cool. It's very spiritual, but it's also practical and based in science. Okay. Yeah, usually when a guest recommends a book, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I'll have to, it's on my list somewhere. This but one's I've never an older heard of that one. one yeah. Like, oh, I love old books. It's so, yeah. there's so many wonderful stories in it. So she's an intuitive, um, a medical intuitive. Oh, okay. So she's basically able to meet with someone. Um, and after doing her work that she does, she'll be able to say, oh, you have lung cancer, and here's why. That's so bizarre. It's so crazy. Interesting. But I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, two more questions. One, uh, if you had to go back to a specific point in time, maybe, you know, whenever you would have needed uh, some advice the most or someone to be there for you the most, um, if you think back to who you were at that point in time and you could talk to them today, what would you say to them? I would say that everything is going to turn out fine and everything is going to make sense. Yeah. And I would, like, even tell myself that yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last question, you know, uh, for anybody who's listening right now, uh, they've they've heard your story, the traumatic experiences you went through, they've heard some some advice on how they can get involved to help, you know, play their part or, you know, play their role in Mm -hmm. fighting sex trafficking and these things from happening. Um, They've heard a bit about compassion. Mm -hmm. What, um, what's the final message that you'd like to leave them with today? I would encourage people to support my work. Um, cause there's so much wealth in that. Like if you want to learn about male sexual violence, um, screen the voiceless in your community, screen the voiceless in your college class. Um, if you want to work on more like self-healing, watch my story on YouTube or watch some of my Ted talks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just educating yourself, your community about these issues and everybody has a part to play and making it better. So I would encourage people to do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap for this show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Trevor Carlson, and I appreciate you taking the time to stop by. And whether it's viewing our episodes or listening to our podcasts or reading our blog posts, all of you guys really, really help, uh, help keep this show going. So I'm, I much appreciate, uh, appreciate your time and attention, and hopefully we've provided a little bit of value for you. Now, if you're interested and you think you might enjoy getting some blog posts, emails, other podcasts, uh, guides, any of that sort of thing sent to your inbox every week, go ahead and head over to theformulapodcast.com and sign up for our email list today. That's a wrap for this week's show. Thanks again, everyone, for stopping by, and I look forward to you tuning in next time.